This episode of Power Tips Unscripted is brought to you by Wellborn Cabinet, kitchen and bath cabinetry made in the USA. Today on Power Tips Unscripted, we talk to Phil Palucha, CEO of Billionaires and Boxers. I've had more than one conversation with various Roundtables members about the power of podcasting. I am a fan, and I believe remodelers should be taking advantage of this exploding messaging platform. Phil is here to share how you can use podcasting to further your brand and fuel your pipeline. And we'll hear all about it in just a minute. You are causing a major disturbance on my time. If I'm here and you're here, doesn't that make it our time? Hi, I'm Victoria Downing, and welcome to Power Tips Unscripted, where we talk about tips, tactics, and techniques to help you build a strong, profitable remodeling company. And I'm here with my co-host, Mark Harari. Hi, Remote here. How are you? I'm good. How are you through the screen? You're two-dimensional today. Yeah, yeah. I wish we were back in the studio. I miss it. Yeah, yeah. Well, one day, my friend, one day. If you hear one of my kids scream or the dog bark, I'm sorry. (laughs) <laughs> I think everybody's used to that by now. Yeah, you know, that, yeah. just start building that into the show, don't you think? Have yeah, a we'll just segment it. for family noise. So. That could work. I think so. So, yep. as usual, I'm excited about today's uh, episode. Yeah, I'm a huge fan. Every well, back when we were still meeting people in person, every time I ran into somebody at a roundtable's meeting, I had at least one person come up to me and say, "Hey, what a, what." You think I could pull that off in my market? And I think, yes, you can. And uh, I'm glad we have Phil here to to help share that. Yeah, really. He's going to bring a really unique perspective to the whole thing. So shall we kick it off? Yes, please do. Okay. So today we're happy to have with us Phil Palucha. As Mark said, he's the CEO of Billionaires and Boxers Global Entrepreneur Network, which provides infotainment and actionable steps, as well as a golden nugget a minute. And he does that through TV and podcasts and a variety of different avenues. He's an international podcast host and coach who shares his insights into creating and monetizing empowering content. Welcome, Phil. Thank you so much for having me. Um, yeah, it's one of my favorite subjects too. So um, uh, I always love talking about this stuff. So, so you're coming to, uh, to us from across the pond. I'm across the pond. Uh, so I'm just outside Liverpool. Uh, in the United Kingdom at the moment, where it's uh, it's meant to be summer and it's raining and about twelve degrees, so it's Ooh, but standard. Twelve degrees in Celsius. <laughs> oh, Fahrenheit. I have no idea. Uh, yeah. cold. Cold. <laughs> Not <laughs> warm enough to go cold. outside. Yeah, yucky and cold. It's uh, oh, yeah. Oh, do you know what? I was supposed to be in Southern Africa, as I was saying to you off air. Um, we were supposed to be recording down there, but we got stuck in the UK during this period and uh, and just kind of made the made the best out of it, like everybody else, I suppose. I suppose. Yeah, you got it. So, Phil, your focus is on showing businesses how to be seen as influencers. Why is that an important thing? Good question. I think the honest answer is because we all have so much competition. Um, you know, it's it's difficult to to differentiate ourselves. And, you know, I, I, I did this a lot in the corporate world for a long, long time. And, and you'd speak to different businesses, you know, different real estate businesses or, or, or fintech or it did, really didn't matter the sector. You'd speak to people and you'd say, so what is it that makes you different from other people? And you'd usually get one of two answers. You'd either be told that it's the person who owns the company. <laughs> They're the reason that it's different. 
um, because everybody thinks that they're really special and that's the reason everybody (laughs) should come work with them. Um, Or they gave you some nonsense answer about how they really care about their customers and, and, and so does everybody else. So the honest answer was that most people didn't know what differentiated them. Okay. So um, how does that tie in with, with, I mean, I understand that once they know what differentiates them, getting that word out and being an influencer, but how, if they don't know what differentiates them, is what's the first step? Yeah. Do you know what? I guess that's one of the reasons I love podcasting because actually I found many of the niches that I, that are, or niches, depending on how you want to pronounce it, that I work in today um, entirely through podcasting because one of the things that I always find fascinating with people is, you know, we're very, as humans, we're very quick to uh, put down the stuff that we know. It's like, yeah, yeah, but that's easy, right? And the reality is that somebody would quite often pay you for information that you think is easy in your head because you know how to do it and they don't. So they quite like to learn that. So the power that comes from other people telling you where your value lies is, is an incredibly powerful tool. Um, it's people taking what you do and going, okay, wow, I can see how that would help because the problem that I have is X, Y, and Z, and I can see how you resolve that. And that can open up many doors for you that that if you were to just sit there with a pen and paper designing a business going, okay, so how am I going to make myself stand out? Um, they can give you much more credible answers. It, it's very I call it I call it direct market research. You know, you're talking directly to your customer and they're saying, actually, I get that you're a real estate broker. I get that you're this. I get that you're the other. But what I'm really looking for is this, this and this. Mm-hmm. And then you go, OK, well, let's explore how many other people are having that, that that particular difficulty. And that's really where I mean, people it's a buzzword today, isn't it? Influencer status. But to, to be an influencer for me, it's it's to. Um, it's to be good at what you do and to be recognized for a particular specialism within that field. Um, and actually becoming an influencer when you know what you're good at and you know where the pain points are is actually a relatively simple process. And I don't say that lightly. So in your world, you've been in a number of different industries, as you said, and you talk to them now and your, your entrepreneurial network is for entrepreneurs of all stripes. Absolutely. Yeah. So one of the things that you feel made the biggest difference for you was your podcasting. Hugely so. I mean, it it, it was a complete game changer for me. Um, I went from uh, I was saying off air, I'd been in the corporate world. And and when I I set up my own business, the, the difficulty that I had was I was very good at what I did. And I knew that. But how do you stand out? How do you how does the market know who you are? How do you win customers? How do you get people to find you without spending tons of money on paper clicks and SEO and all this kind of beautiful stuff? Um, you know, if you're bootstrapping as, as I was when I first started, you know, how do you how do you do that without money? And, and the, the way that I found to do it was through podcasting. So uh, the, the, the most simple way that I started was I made a list of the top 100 companies that I wanted to work with. And I invited the CEO of each of those companies onto my podcast, not with the intention of pitching them, not with the intention of of trying to convince them to be a client, just with the intention of building a relationship with them, learning more about them, learning more about, you know, what is it that's keeping this CEO up at night? What is it about their business that they would like to improve? And is there anything that I can do to support that? And really kind of approaching it from a solution-based strategy rather than a, I have an Apple, do you want to buy an Apple kind of perspective? Well, so, okay, so you made the list, you knew what companies you wanted to work with, but what, how did you determine what the issues were that they should speak about? 
I didn't. Um, the the podcast was, you know, everybody wants to talk about two things. They want to talk about themselves because it's what they love to talk about. And they want to talk about their business because it's what they're paid to talk about. So I was giving them marketing and exposure for their business whilst learning about them as an individual. So I would essentially just ask two questions initially or, or the podcast would be based around these two sort of main questions, which are, who are you? Where have you come from? And how did you get to where you are? And what does your business do? Who do you help? And what are you looking to do in the future? It's as simple as that. <laughs> okay, you got a lot of questions in those two questions. Oh, yeah, of course. But, but and, and it would just allow people to then just have a free-flowing conversation to say, yeah, listen, this is, you know, it was amazing to me how many people would share their story quite willingly and openly. Um, and you would learn so much from them. You know, I called it Napoleon Hill meets podcasting. You know, you'd get to learn about these incredible businesses, these incredible business owners and, and business leaders. And if you're a student, you listen back and you're making your notes, you start to recognize patterns across industries and even patterns in sort of terms of uh, one. I'll give an example of, of this just quickly because it's 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 a it's a good one. I always got told. How did you how do you understand what's going on in a domestic market so well when you're not there? Yeah. And the answer was because when you speak to enough people in that space, you know, if, if I'm just wanting to look at one suburb of New York, for example, and I'm having conversations with business owners there, I get to know what's going on. I get to know that the ground rent's causing them a problem and that highway construction's real been a pain in the backside for them, which is causing problems. I get to know all of that stuff. Um, and people seem to think this is this is one common trait that I think a lot of people business owners have they they become so wrapped up in the problems and the difficulties that their business have that they don't realize that these things are happening globally um, and that actually there's probably somebody who already has the solution to the problem that you're going through right now this thing that's keeping you up at night someone's already solved it someone's already resolved it they already have a strategy for that and actually i called it you know international credibility uh, with domestic dominance. So it was using the the lessons that you learn from around the world and then applying those into your local market and, and really making a success of it that way. So you've been doing podcasts for about 10 years, yes? Yeah, long time now. Yeah, 10 years. So you've learned a lot of lessons. So, I mean, it's a little daunting when people are, think about beginning. You mm -hmm. know, I think a lot of their questions start with, what kind of equipment do I need? You know, yep. what's the physicality of it? But what, in your experience, what are like the top or the first three things that any entrepreneur who wants to start podcasting should do or think about? Good question. Um, I think you're right. I think a lot of people come with uh, misconceptions and preconceptions and, and, and we get those a lot. It's like, well, what if I run out of things to say is one <laughs> that I get quite a lot or how often should I release content or how do I go about finding the guests that I want? And all of those questions, whilst they seem like really good excuses to not start a podcast, they all have really simple answers. Um, so how many how often should you release content as long as it remains relevant? <laughs> um, if you can release a relevant piece of content every day, release it every day. If you're a once a month person, do once a month, but you know, provided it's relevant. What if you run out of things to say? Well, I always flip that back and say, okay, so using the strategy that I use then with, with the, the 100 CEOs, if I put you in front of 100 CEOs of companies that are your dream clients that you want to work with, are you worried that you'd run out of things to say? Because if the answer is no, then you're not going to run out of things to say that's on a right. podcast. Uh -huh. um, and how do you go about finding your guests? Well, that's really simple too. You, you look for people that resonate with you. You look for people, you know, 
you either look for clients who you'd love to work with or you look for guests that are strong in areas that you'd like to improve or indeed you just look for like-minded individuals that do what you do globally and share best practice together. So the three things that I think every, any entrepreneur would need to, to be able to get started with podcasting and it's never been easier to start a podcast. I mean, you mentioned, you know, I've been doing this for 10 years. When I first started podcasting, there was none of this stuff. There were none of these tools. There were no guest booking sites. There were no sites to really easily list your podcast on. I was on SoundCloud and sharing it out from there when we first started. And then Podbean came about like three or four years later. And then we went there and, you know, it, it's never been easier to be able to do this. And, and you mentioned about equipment. The reality is that most of us have good quality equipment already. The headphones that come with your iPhone free in a box. You know, I made $150,000 in the first year using a podcast, using a microphone I bought from Craigslist for $15. There's no, <laughs> there's no excuse. Um, ultimately, it comes down to building relationships with people and, and building up that global network. And yes, of course, you can improve the quality of it. You can add in jingles. You can add in all this kind of beautiful stuff. You can buy your $400, $500 microphone. But it's not a barrier to entry. It's not a reason not to begin. You know, It's better to have something than to have nothing. Since 1961, Wellborn Cabinet has combined modern technology with personal craftsmanship to create cabinetry that lasts a lifetime. Whether it's our solid hardwood dovetail drawers, decorative laminate veneers, all wood cabinetry, framed or frameless lines, Wellborn continues to deliver the latest styles and finishes on the market today. So when it comes to selection, the choice is simple. Wellborn Cabinet, proudly made in the USA. Can you do a successful podcast by yourself or do you yes. need someone to be in the background doing techie stuff or? No, of course you can. Yeah, you can absolutely do it yourself. Um, so as my team grew, I started to realize where my strengths would lie. And I knew that actually me sitting up till three in the morning editing on my kitchen counter was was not the best use of my time. So I do have a production team and, and, and it's obviously service we provide as well for lots of corporates that feel the same. It's we love the idea of using the podcast, but. Yeah, I don't want to learn how to do that. I don't, I don't want to have to go and teach my marketing team how to do that. I don't want to have to hire somebody else. Um, but yeah, you can absolutely do it yourself. I mean, there are there are tools out there. Podcast.co is a great example. Um, I mean, look, if you really wanted to go back down to basics, simple headphone jack and a Skype call or a Zoom call is, is enough to get yourself going initially. Right. You know, I can see with our, our remodeling remodeling company owners that they might look around their own marketplace and find other business owners mm. that that feels like they share the same values or that sort of thing. Talk about their entrepreneurial journey. Those people would then start to promote it out to their audiences. It could really expand uh, the awareness of the remodeler. Um, so like you said, it's easy. There are a bazillion podcasts now though, mm -hmm. right? They're popping Correct. up faster than popcorn. Yep. How do you make your podcast stand out amongst the crowd? Yeah, it's a really good question. I, I guess it depends on what it is you're trying to use that podcast for. So um, one of the things that I always jokingly say to people and, and 
people always find it really strange when I say it is I really didn't care how many listeners I got when I started my podcast in business because I wasn't using it for the audience. I was using it as a tool to meet people that I wanted to work with and network with people that I wanted to meet. And actually, the, the relaxed nature of the podcast was what allowed us to grow to 10, 20, 30,000 listeners, which then allowed me to start monetizing the audience as well. Um, but you just hit the nail on the head. I mean, it, it's nothing more simple than that person has an audience and you have an audience come together and create a fantastic piece of content. Some of their audience will resonate with you and they'll binge more of your content and they'll stick around. Some of your audience will engage and resonate with that person and go and binge their content and stick around. Um, you both leave that process having learned something from each other, strengthened the relationship and grown your audiences accordingly. I mean, that's the, the best way to grow it nice and organically. Um, there are obviously paid ways to do it as well. Podcasting for me hasn't just kind of remained uh, as a podcast, as you said in the introduction. I now have a TV series that came as a result of the podcast. Um, I've won a lot of keynote speaking events uh, around the world, um, which has really boosted my influencer status and my credibility status. You know, you know and, I, and I have to be honest, you know, I've, I've been recognized as an influencer in industries I know very little about. Um and that sounds like such a bizarre thing to say, but, you know, I was getting contacted by CNN, Fox, Sky, BBC to be the expert speaker about virtual reality simply because I'd been a keynote speaker at a virtual reality event in Shanghai um, on the same stage as Microsoft and Sony and Apple. And I, I got that invitation in two ways, okay? And, and this is a true story. I'd been in virtual reality six weeks by the time I was on the front cover of Tech Asia as the VR speaker of the event. Uh, six weeks and I, and all I did and this is a gospel truth I interviewed as many people in VR on a podcast as I could possibly do to learn what the divide was between what the industry was pushing out and what the consumer actually wanted I then invited on the event organizer for this particular event in Shanghai it was the next big event that was going to be regarding VR had a great conversation with them they were trying to sell tickets I invited them onto a podcast I got all of the other VR people to share that podcast out so they could sell tickets. Um, and because we had a great conversation, I got invited as a keynote speaker. So suddenly this guy who knows nothing about VR is <laughs> is being flown by the British government all the way to Shanghai, all expenses paid to go and speak on the same stage as Sony, Microsoft, and Apple. Um, hey Mark, and we, we got to change our tune here, buddy. <laughs> we wanna, well, of course, once we can travel again. <laughs> well, do you know what? It, it completely—it was a real game changer, a complete yeah. game changer. Because suddenly, I'm on this stage and I'm thinking, well, what am I going to tell them? Well, I'm going to tell them what I know. I, and what I know is, I've spoken with these people in the industry, and the feedback is this: um, yes. we need more gamification of headsets. Headsets need to be more widely available, and the way to do that is to make them fun. So, who's designing games whilst thinking about using it for advertising and education? And there's a room full of blank faces looking at me, sort of 3,000, 2,000, 3,000 senior executives across the tech industry looking at me going, who's got a point? Um, <laughs> and all I did was present to them the information that I've been told. Now, that was a real game changer for me and also for the business that I was working for at the time because um, we won $150,000 worth of business in one day just from that room. Um Tech Asia the next morning released a paper and I was on the front cover. It was saying he's the speaker, he's the person. And yeah, it, it, it's, 
it's led to so many other things outside of this, and, and that includes local and domestic events. So you'll have heard me say this phrase before, and, and anybody who's heard me on podcast will have heard me say it. I talk about international credibility and domestic dominance. So it's it's being able to – it doesn't matter if your business just deals with a certain zip code and that's it. Having the credibility of people globally share their experiences with you and recognize you as an authority in what you do will only ever make your local business thrive even more. Yep. Phil, do you think there's any other format uh, that's accept, that's easy enough to do? Uh, the, the interview format's – golden because your your guests are bringing all the content <laughs> but yeah. but what do you think of other formats do you think they're worth exploring or is that too advanced uh, look it depends on who it is what it is you want to do I've, i we've managed some very successful podcasts that is just one one person on his own kind of almost doing a monologue and sharing some thoughts and, and feelings and, and that works just as well because if your intention is to have more people know like and trust you what better way to do that than to expose yourself and say here's who i am Here's what I'm about, and here's what my business is about. Um, you know, we we work with a guy um, in Asia, for example, who he does a lot of uh, retrofit uh, reconstruction projects. Um, so they they go out and completely do refabs and, and and kit outs and all this kind of beautiful stuff. And he does a almost like a daily journal on the project, and it's like so. Anyone who's ever uh, done this before will know that ordering a roof in Thailand is not fun. It was supposed to be here yesterday. It's not. I'm getting slightly nervous that we're getting close to monsoon season. Um, we may just have a really expensive indoor swimming pool pretty soon. And people found that <laughs> funny and they were resonating with that and going, I like this guy. Like he clearly <laughs> knows what he's doing. He's working on loads of these projects and he knows what he's talking about. Um, I think debate sessions are great. I think group sessions are great. I think there's a, there's a, you have to find the, the platform that's great for you. But I think you do hit the nail on the head for me. My favorite is the guest interview approach i think it's a great way of learning from other people building your own experience but you know every day is a school day as they say so if you're always learning from other people um my intention with the tv show and the podcast for my own show has always been provided i'm learning from it i'm okay because then hopefully other people will learn something right. along the journey as well um but i always try and get something out of that conversation i try and get something out of that call where i think okay i'm more informed in this now than i was before good great, stuff great attitude. Thanks, phil. so phil i have one last question for you are you ready for our lightning round i'm ready brother i'm ready and now here's the remodelers advantage lightning round it's a trap all right we're putting 60 seconds on the clock here we go what's your favorite business book and why uh, Entrepreneur Revolution by Dan Priestley. It's literally right next to me. Um, why? Because it talks about how the industrial revolution mindset of moving to a city and getting a job doesn't work anymore. How you can be, you can work from your laptop from anywhere working with anyone. And I love that attitude. If you weren't podcasting, what do you think you'd be doing? Radio. <laughs> <laughs> what are you not very good at? Tennis. Horrific at tennis. Your room, your desk, or your car? Which would you clean first? Ooh, my desk. What's the most exotic food you've ever eaten? Uh, I couldn't even pronounce it. It was something in Asia, and it was delicious. <laughs> Name a movie you've seen more than 10 times. For Wall Street. One superpower you wish you had? I wish I was invisible sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. 
Yeah. Well, thank you for that. That was awesome. This whole thing's been very awesome. I very it, it, a lot of energy there, Phil, and it makes me. I mean, I've got tons of ideas for the remodelers out in the world. Just this could be awesome. Just uh, another little. Bit, I know this is out of turn our normal format here, but just hmm. how much time should a remodeler feel he'd need to put in to produce a podcast? Good question. Um, look, the honest answer is you can you can with a lot of the tools that are out there these days you can you can spend anywhere between 15, 45 minutes editing a podcast once it's done and getting it ready to go out. There's a lot of automated sites like headliner.app that you can feed them into that will give you sound bites that you can use on your social media. So it's not as difficult as, as people would think um, in terms of getting it out there. Ultimately, the time commitment comes into arranging the calls and the conversations. But my attitude has always been don't think of it as like a, an external exercise. Think of it as something that's built into your marketing and business development. Yep. So, yep. you know, would you say, well, this is my ideal client, but I don't have time for an hour's phone call with them? No, of course <laughs> you wouldn't. You'd, you'd, right. you'd pay for that hour's phone call. So embrace it when it comes to the podcast. All right. Great. Thank you so much. This has been wonderful. Now, before I let you go, though, I want you to share your five words of wisdom with our listening audience as well as why they resonate with you. Yeah, I love that. Um, and it's make decisions with your heart. Um, and the reason it resonates with me is it's pretty much the mantra I live my life by. I, I describe it as trying on emotions and trying on feelings. So if I, if I ever have a decision to make within my business, I'll go away, I'll meditate on it, I'll reflect on it, and I'll see how that decision would make me feel. How would this make me feel if we do this? And if it if the answer is, yeah, it's resonating with me, it's feeling good in my heart, then that's what we do. If it doesn't, then I think, okay, there's still some work to be done on this. So they would that's definitely be five words of wisdom. Awesome. That's wonderful, Phil. Thank you so much. I'm really, you know, I... I I get that. So that's great. Before we go, if people want to learn more about billionaires and boxers, mm. how would they learn about you? Um, so they can head to billionairesinboxers.com. Um, it's a nice, easy place to head to. Uh, or if you want to have a chat with me directly, uh, get in touch with me. I, um, I'll, I'll tell you a secret. I actually manage my LinkedIn page and my Twitter account myself. The rest of them I don't. Um, so if you want to talk to me, try and message me on one of those platforms. Uh, my surname is extremely unusual. It's spelled P-E-L-U-C-H-A. So if you just go and Google Phil Pelucha, you will find me. <laughs> um, right. And um, um, listen, one thing I would say is you were talking about this earlier and you said, you know, for people saying, you know, uh, would this work? And you were talking about roundtable events and people saying, do you think this would work for my sector? I've done 50 different sectors and 50 different locations now. We've done one refund in six years in terms of the mentorship program, and that was because the guy simply didn't have the time, and he actually became a reseller for us and got me other clients instead. <laughs> um, so my, my answer is always the same thing, which is I love to be challenged. I love it when people come to me and say, sounds great. I love what you do, but it wouldn't work in my sector because – they're the challenges I really like. So if you're listening to this, if anybody's thinking, do you know what, this would be great, but it wouldn't work for my remodeling business because we, you know, we're specialists in this, or we only focus here, or maybe we're too small a market. I'm calling nonsense on it straight away and challenge you to come talk to me because I'll show you differently. I've got a lawnmower right outside the door. Don't know <laughs> See, that's podcasting. <laughs> Even when you're in the studio, I think we now all need like a button to add in like home sound effects where yes. you know, sort of a child scream or a dog bark or somebody start doing the garden. <laughs> right. I think well, we're Phil, gonna... thank you very much. This great stuff. I'm sure it'll get a lot of people thinking. So thank you very much. 
Well, you're welcome. Real pleasure to be here. I found that really interesting. And man, is my mind spinning with ideas for these remodelers out there. You know what was funny? It's it's not that, well, it was really, I never, never, and I consider myself pretty fluent in this stuff, but I never considered it as a tool just to get your foot in the door with, with the guests. Yeah. You know, I mean, using using a podcast, he said early on, he didn't even care if he had two listeners. It was all about inviting someone he wanted to get a relationship right. with as a guest and yes. using that as that was such a smart, smart idea. I just well, never yeah. even considered that. That was I really mean, you cool. You think about it, right? If you're a remodeler, you could be having on your show the um, head or the president of the biggest real estate agency in town. You could right. be having on um, the the president of the local financial managers association. You know, yep. you could be having uh, one of the nicest restaurants in town. The the chef or the founder. I mean, that'd be awesome. What a network! Heck, if if all your clients are doctors, you could have the head of a hospital on there, and he's going to have everybody in the hospital listen to the show. And there's all your next clients. No kidding, right? <laughs> I mean, it's really good stuff. That was cool. Yeah. Now, of course, if it, I think it would work best if somebody had a marketing resource that they could hand off all the production. I mean, I've got you, but not very many people have people on staff that would know how to do it. I don't think a remodeler should use their time to learn how to do editing a podcast. No, marketing person on staff, if you have it, or you, know, you can outsource. I mean, right. you know, it's a it's a trial and error thing. You you know, not everybody on like a Fiverr.com or one of those networks. Uh, is good but um there's there's people out there that you can get a relationship with and it gets to a point where you just send the send the audio file over and they send it back cleaned up right so right. yeah got it but it's sort of making me rethink some of our guests for the future too not rethink but think about additional people to have on right so. think think more outside the box that's right it's scary because your head's already so far out of that box. I, know. I don't know if we want you even further edge. away. It's tipping. It's tipping. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that was really good. That was really cool. So um, I want to thank Phil for joining us all the way from across the pond. And uh, we want to thank you for listening week in and week out. I am Mark Harari. And I'm Victoria Downing. We'll see you next week. This has been another episode of Power Tips Unscripted the Remodeler's Guide to Business. Visit www.remodelersadvantage.com to learn more about Roundtables, our world-class peer advisory program. There you can also find information about our business consulting services, upcoming live events, and much more. And finally, don't forget to subscribe to the show and comment on iTunes. Thanks for listening. It's a beautiful day.